This is Fire News Now, bringing you news and information from around the fire service. Proudly brought to you by the NEP Media Network. It's Wednesday, January 19th, 2022. I'm Grace Underwood. Firefighters in St. Louis are mourning the loss of one of their own after a firefighter was killed in a collapse at a vacant house fire last week. Officials say 33-year-old Benjamin Polson was searching the home for potential victims on Thursday when the roof collapsed. Polson and another firefighter were buried in rubble on the second floor. The other firefighter suffered minor injuries, but Polson died on the scene. St. Louis Fire Chief Dennis Jankerson spoke to reporters at the scene. Anytime you have a building like this, you know, it's... Fire department's always looking to make sure that nobody's in there. We're trying to save lives, you know, it's... With a collapse like this, there's a lot of heavy timber, a lot of bricks. We've got multiple chimneys. Uh, we had one firefighter that was gravely injured. When the building collapsed on him, he was buried. Uh, took, the, took the brunt of the collapse to his person. Uh, it appears that that collapse uh, caused his, uh, his grave injuries. Uh, we do have a firefighter death. You know, St. Louis City Fire Department does a job every day in, in buildings that that many departments consider uh, buildings we shouldn't enter. Uh, we know that people use these homes to stay warm. We know that people use these homes uh, uh, to provide protection against the, the different environments. And we, and we go in and take a look. This company went in, took a quick look, knocked the first fire down, went up to the second floor, made the decision, made the right decision, let's get out. And unfortunately, due to the condition of the building, they were caught in the collapse. The home is one of roughly 10,000 structures tagged as vacant by the city of St. Louis and was condemned in 2019. Neighbors say squatters were known to frequent the property. Polson became a firefighter in 2019 to follow in the footsteps of his father, who was a retired St. Louis captain. Polson will be laid to rest later this week. Elsewhere in Missouri, firefighters rescued a toddler from a house fire that also killed a woman and left two men injured. Belleville firefighters responded last Tuesday to an apparent kitchen fire that quickly spread throughout a home on Rodemeyer Street. Firefighters arrived at about 6.45 a.m. to find flames shooting from the roof and received reports of people trapped inside. They quickly located a young boy who was conscious and hiding in a front room of the home and pulled him to safety. Sadly, a young woman was also found inside by firefighters but was pronounced dead at the scene. The boy and two men who escaped the burning home were taken to a local hospital for treatment. KTVI Fox 2 in St. Louis spoke to Belleville Fire Chief J.P. Pennant about the fire, as well as winter home heating fire safety concerns. Upon arrival, our first arriving crews uh, found fire uh, consuming the uh, left side of the first story and second story. Uh, so it was moving pretty fast. Um, they gave us an on-scene report and then they uh, led off with a, uh, a hand line and made entry through the front door. Um, upon conversing with the occupants, who there were two occupants standing in the front yard, they said that there's people trapped. So they went in the front door, uh, fought their way into the front door through the smoke and found a toddler, uh, brought the toddler out. This time of year, a lot of people use their uh, supplemental heating sources, whether it's a space heater. Um, newer ones are designed to turn themselves off if they're tipped over. Uh, older ones may not have that protection, uh, or they may have an exposed heating element. Uh, so newer space heaters are, are certainly much more safe than others, but we should always give space heaters space, at least three feet. 
Uh, when times when people don't do that or they try to use candles or they use open flame as heating devices, it's, uh, it's a recipe for disaster. Hundreds of firefighters in northern New Jersey fought through frigid temperatures over the weekend to contain an 11-alarm blaze that ripped through an industrial complex that included a large chemical company. The blaze broke out around 8.30 p.m. Friday at the Majestic Industries Warehouse and Qualco Pool Chemical Plant in Passaic. Firefighters were able to keep the flames from reaching the main chemical plant that houses chlorine. Passaic Fire Chief Patrick Trentacost spoke to reporters at the scene. The large amount of chlorine and pool chemicals that was in the adjacent building uh, had major concerns throughout this fire. And to a point, it will continue to be a concern until we completely extinguish the fire. Trentacost said one firefighter was taken to a hospital with an eye injury and 17 others suffered minor injuries due to the scene's icy conditions. Investigators haven't determined the cause of the fire. Damage is estimated at more than $15 million. And now, a word from NEP Services. NEP Services presents Adapt or Die. The 2022 Adapt or Die Conference. Adapt or Die. Advanced communications training for leaders and emergency responders. What we are being aggressive with is making things happen. It's moving fast. We're moving fast in everything that we do. With an incredible lineup of speakers from the worlds of public safety, organized labor, politics, and beyond. Adapt or Die. We're seizing the initiative taking the fight to the enemy. And introducing keynote speaker, Cody Gandy, from Jocko Willick and Lee Fabin's Echelon Front. It's be on the offensive, because you can make the calls, you can dictate what the enemy is doing by the way you move on the battlefield. March 10th to 11th, 2022, at the Mirage in Las Vegas. Visit www.neptraining.org for more information and to register. Let's get back to the news. East Pierce Fire and Rescue in Washington State is making an important addition to its staff. The department is currently accepting applications for a behavioral health specialist to work with their community resource paramedic. The community resource team was started about four years ago, and now the department is looking to add a full-time behavioral health specialist to work with our EMS division in order to better serve the residents who may have complex medical, behavioral, and social service needs. The program looks to connect people with local resources and case managers that specialize in substance abuse treatment, mental and behavioral health, and other areas where patients often struggle to navigate within the healthcare system. The Spokane Fire Department in Washington launched a similar program three years ago and released a video explaining how it works. The mental health professional is really, when that medical piece has been rolled out, is really to kind of help get folks connected to the services that are most appropriate to meet their goals and needs. You know, you go to a call, it just could be like, you know, chest pain or difficulty breathing, and it could be anxiety. And then they're like, then you hear the whole story. It's like, oh, I don't feel well. And I, you know, I've been sad. And they don't know that if they reach out, they will, they will get help. And now we can address that individual's needs with one contact. That's phenomenal. Um, we are saving costs in terms of our time, saving costs in terms of taking someone to an emergency department. Applications for the position in the East Pierce are due by January 31st, with the candidate expected to start work on April 1st. More information on the job listing can be found at governmentjobs.com. 
also in Washington State, a search and rescue team made a miraculous discovery Thursday, rescuing a Seattle family's black Labrador six days after a landslide trapped the dog in a wrecked house. The Seattle Fire Department says it responded to reports of a dog trapped in the collapsed house and went to work, cutting through walls and floors of the home after hearing the dog in the debris. Firefighters then found Sammy, who was carried down a ladder to be reunited with his family and to be seen by a veterinarian. The pup appears to be in good health following the ordeal. And finally, this story makes me wish that I participated in the Powerball lottery. An Idaho firefighter won big in January 3rd's Powerball. Casey Winter, a local firefighter, won $100,000 when he and his girlfriend scanned their tickets and realized they were the winners. Casey's ticket matched four of the five winning numbers, meaning he did not win the jackpot, but Casey remarked that he is not complaining with his $100,000 prize. From the NEP Media Network, this is the January 19th, 2022 edition of Fire News Now. Remember to subscribe to Fire News Now wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also reach us at nep.news at nepservices.com. We hope you are all staying positive and testing negative out there. Thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time.